Hey, 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 listeners, welcome back to yet another episode of Cables, Coffee, and Curveballs. Guess what, Rich? This is our 10th episode. Lucky number 10. Lucky number 10. It is my lucky number. Uh, I've played it on the lotto many times, never won it, but I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, a lot of famous soccer players with the number 10. My favorite football player of all time, Eli Manning, number 10. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so welcome to the podcast. We have a really special episode today. Uh, in the studio with me here is Rich Miller. Nicole, we don't have Sweet Lou today, but uh, we'll, we'll try to survive. Missy Sweet Lou. Thanks for coming, Nicole. Go ahead, Rich. Do you? Hey, hey, hey. I would say Sweet Lou on the other side of the glass, but he is not here today. But uh, again, like George said, we have two very special guests today here from uh, West Point. I will let them introduce themselves. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Ed Tague. I'm the CIO at the United States Military Academy. Gary Alba, I'm the Deputy Chief Information Officer with Ed, and uh, we both also run the Army Higher Education Consortium for the United States Army. Welcome. Welcome to Pace University, and welcome to the Bald AV Guys podcast. Pace University, we're an educational institution. That's what you guys you guys do as well over at West Point. But, you know, for us as uh, civilians, for us, when we think West Point, when we think mil military academy, we think, you know, uh, um, plane hangar, airplane aircraft hangar with a whiteboard, a chalkboard, uh, a couple of students, and um, I think Maverick walking in the yeah, background. Yeah, like an infamous movie, motion. like an infamous movie scene. I think that's like every, what we- Every have. clock is set to zero yeah. dark 30. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's exactly so, how we operate. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for us, how would you explain how, uh, you know, AVIT and technology works in, um, in, in the military school, so to speak? So uh, we probably need to take a step back. So the United States Military Academy is a college. We have uh, a number of different, what we call pillars. So military, physical, academic, and character. And we shape and mold these young men and women. Actually, we also have our own preparatory school. So you could end up spending five years uh, up at West Point. Um, and so our job is to commission these leaders of character and then inspire a, um, a, you know, a career service to the nation, right? So everything we do is wrapped around that. The mission that Gary and I serve uh, as, as, as the chiefs of IT, or as the chief of IT, rather, is, uh, is lashed to the USMA mission. We, call it, we say USMA. Uh, that's just for the United States Military Academy. Um, and so, and then every system we have serves a function to do that. So when you talk about ITAV, um, it, it is it underpins everything we do, right? So we have two centers of gravity at a college, any college, uh, whether you do our side where you have military training um, or not, um, IT is one center of gravity, people's the other center of gravity. And, and so pick a major, pick a program, pick a discipline. We use them in the summer when we learn to fire artillery. We lose them during the academic year. And tomorrow we have our projects day, which is about 250 capstones um, that will be presented by cadets. They have real sponsors out in DOD, the army out in the commercial space. Um, and they're using, of course, our IT background to make that happen. Awesome. And, and I would say, so didn't go to West Point. Uh, I'm a, my first undergrad was at Marist College on, on the Hudson here. Nice. Uh, but born and raised in Cornwall around West Point. My, my uh, stepdad worked there for 30 plus years. So it was always there. And there's like a misconception when you, again, you say military academy, right? You don't think of us as the same as Penn State or USC right. or Florida, but, but essentially we are, right? Mm. It's students, but we call them cadets, and they're going there for four years, <clears throat> excuse me, to get a bachelor's of science degree in engineering. Mm -hmm. And we have 13 different academic departments. And they're doing the same as everybody else, except we don't 
let them wear regular clothes, right? <laughs> so, uh, and we we manage. Ed, Ed's a uh, class of '95 grad, so he he can enlighten us a little bit more uh, into the the rigors of some of that. But from the student experience, as we talk AV, it's the same thing as any other university, and and similar to Pace, right? So you go into the classroom. We're worried about projectors, mm-hmm. audio. You know, who are our partners there? Uh, are we working with? Sure, Biamp, uh, Crestron, Extron, AMX, you name the companies, right? right? So we're in touch with them to ensure that we give a product out there that is competitive to the other colleges and universities in our space, which the five federal academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, Merchant Marine, and Coast Guard, as well as, you know, some may compare us to some of the Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. And then some, you know, we also like to compare to people stealing talent here, you know, Pace, <laughs> Marist, Mount St. Mary's some of the uh, state university in New York schools. So when it comes to AV, you know, and, and some of the, uh, the audio thing, we, we, we've reframed it as educational technology for us because it's the piece that in the classroom that is the technology that is educating through the, you know, the, the displays or the touch panels or the digital signage or, or you name it. Right. Uh, and, and that's how we tie it all in. So, so, you know, not much different than anywhere else, whether whether you're here at Pace or whether you're here at West Point. Right. Uh, it's it should be the same. Right. And the student experience should be the same. Standards. Standards based. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to expand that to the Army, um, we have a, this thing called Training and Doctrine Command. So when our graduates leave and then go begin their initial training, and this is true whether they're an enlisted soldier like a private or, a, uh, they're, or they're an NCO, which is a, like a sergeant, or an officer, which is a lieutenant all the way up through, you know, general. Training and Doctrine Command um, manages all that training. They have 1,300 classrooms across the United States. They have the same challenges that we have in terms of having good, consistent media by which to translate that information and get out there and learn it, right? So, in fact, that they can employ that, and you name the place that we get to employ it. So that challenge does move out there, and then you go to the operational units when when you're talking about sitting in the hangar with the whiteboard and all that kind of stuff. And I'm an aviator, so that's, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart, except we (laughs) rarely get hangars. Uh, It's usually in a field. Um, But... um, you know, it's the same requirement, right? So how do we use systems to better, you know, create plans, execute plans, and, and provide the information to the people so they can go out and do their J-O-B? Right. Yeah. So, good. No, I was going to say uh, something Gary said actually stuck with me, the, 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 the educational technology angle, right? Like we've always been, and George and I, we, George, we talk about this all the time, the, the AVIT blend uh, over the past few years has become educational technology now. Uh, in fact, I mean, George just went through a whole process of uh, president-elect of ETC over here. Well, I'm going to have to repeat it because he's kind of half paying attention to me. Hey, hey, uh, hey. But he, he it, we used to have a previous name, and it's now called the Educational Technology Collaborative. Collaborative, yes. S- specifically for what you were mentioning, Gary, like the, the AVIT. AV and IT are, are, are basically hand-in-hand hand now, like where they used to operate in such separate silos where everything is overlapping now. And... The collaboration there, I think, is, is super important for, for the and, success. And that display that we have, so if you, if you come through our offices, um, you'll see in front of each of our division chiefs and in, in the C-level offices, there, there's a display. Because it's not just a TV anymore. That has information up there. Does it have a QR code of how to get to our website? Right. Does it have information of, of maybe uh, a class we're given that's good for our professional staff for CE credits, right? Does it have stuff out there? Is it a touch screen? Our, our help desk now is the cadets walk up 
and there's a touchscreen to be able to initiate their work order if they don't want to do it online and they come there, that is a display, kind of like the, uh, the old deli, uh, deli counter. Right. You, you touch, you get a ticket, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you sit there, you wait, and right. hopefully within the next couple of I do miss that, though. Th yeah. That was a really good system because yeah. now you don't know when people are cutting in front of you. Right. So, you know, we're going to fix your computer and make you a ham sandwich. And everything. <laughs> Ooh, it works out pretty well. Kind of hungry. So, so a lot of that, that information, uh, one of the big initiatives we had uh, talking AV stuff is our digital signage, right? We did not want to be the university anymore, and we were guilty of this, of professor has class, goes to his Microsoft Word, instructor, you know, right. types it out, class on this time, prints it out, tapes it, it on the, the door. Classic. And it's like, this is where that class is going to be. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And and we also had, uh, and, and Ed will, you know, attest to this and, and tell you some stories. There's, there's a gentleman, I won't say his name, but everybody knew this gentleman in our registrars. And you called him, yeah. and he had this, <laughs> you know, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet that could fit like four screens. And he was like, when's your class? When's your? And, <laughs> wow. and if he was on leave, you oh. couldn't schedule a class. Oh, boy. Well, right? I, I, I have to ask you this then. Do you still have occasionally, let's say you have a room change for whatever reason, do you still have somebody that'll come out and say, you know what? I don't know how to use this touch panel. I'm going to take a nice piece of paper, <laughs> put a marker, room change. Yeah, I mean, I so, it is. so yeah, I, I would, but, but what we've tried to do is in our educational and enabling IT is to make it easy to yeah. them. So right. uh, we're a good partner with Crestron. We've we've done a, a, a case study with them and, and awesome. published a white paper where we took the Crestron panels, integrated it with our Microsoft Azure Active Directory environment, mm -hmm. made each one of those panels its own entity with its own email address that connects to a department approval process, nice. right? Mm -hmm. So you come to, you know, Mahan Hall, room 105 and you, and you can see oh at nine o'clock they're going to teach engineering 105 in here but it's yeah. free at 10 o'clock i can just click 10 o'clock it's going to send a email to that department right and then it's going to reserve it the That's whole great. thing with changing from from green to red with the right. indicator lights it, and man. then you know what's in there you know what's available yeah. and that's a selling point too as people are walking around the hallways and they're like oh wow right. you're actually informed you know what's in there yeah. who's there who owns what yeah responsibility of like if something doesn't work oh i see on the panel that is a civil and mechanical engineering room i right. can go to the second floor where they are and ask yeah. them about that so nice. so this is what we've used av to enable a lot of information that sounds awesome yeah that's that's um and you, i'm sure you still get the occasional squatter who just walks right past the <laughs> panel and says you know what room's open i want to yeah, sit down yeah. so so we work really hard to um you know um really kind of emulate some of the better IT companies and information companies out there where they have a, a fixed window and it's so wide and it just moves like this. This is what we support. This is what we're introducing. And it moves like this. It's not like, oh, here's your, you know, here's the slide projector that your dad had. <laughs> we're going to start there. We also have this thing that does AI. Right. Companies don't survive that way, yeah. right? Uh, we're not trying to be bespoke. We're trying to be in a space where we can hire people to use technology, that we can employ technology that integrates well. And so, you know, back to Gary's comment, if you wanted to get into Room X, you just type it in on your computer on Outlook. Right. Bartlett Hall 101. And it'll tell you if you can have it. It, it does the process. So, so we don't just use technology and, you know, back to the educational technologies. That was a deliberate step on our, to get away from AV because of the, the connotation, which is, 
a big TV with a VCR that's wheeled into your classroom and you <laughs> oh, watch the man. shuttle take off, right? We, it's, it's really not what we wanted to be associated with in that we knew our people were doing a heck of a lot more and the potential was there. But, but we don't rub technology on something and call it done. I often say you can't, what do I say? I say you can't rub technology on garbage and call it cake, right? Like it's not <laughs> frosting. It is a thing that has to be integrated with people and processes and it's got to be persistent and there's got to be training. So when we bring something in, when we work with our partners, you know, and, and Crestron's a great example, we have support. We bring in a ton of training. We have um, static training that's available. You can go to our website and help.westpoint.edu and you can see where we have training posted. We have all kinds of things available for our students so we can at least, if nothing else, we held your head underwater and you said, boy, I'm thirsty. I can put you back underwater as opposed to saying, man, do you know Gary? Gary is awesome at Crestron stuff. You should totally find him. And then I shut my office door, right? right? We, we want to enable that. IT is an enabler and sometimes that gets forgotten. Sometimes IT is this beast that we feed yeah. and we it takes too much effort, too much money and too much time. And our university, our academy needs too much for us to just feed some beast. It's got to be useful or it's got to be gone. But I also think in, in one of the things we've tried to do is uh, a lot of times you guys could probably attest you're putting out too many of the daily fires that you don't have enough time to innovate. The day-to-day. -day. Right. So, oh, yeah. so we try and innovate and be new, but we're also into, hey, if somebody has a good idea, let's steal that good idea right. yeah. and let's implement it here. So Why we, reinvent the wheel? So right. when we went AV heavy and we said we need to improve our, our, our AV infrastructure here, we reached out to industry uh, along with the partners that do it. But we said, we don't, we don't want to necessarily speak directly with Crestron and Extron. Who uses your stuff, right? right? So when we go out to the Air Force Academy, I've been to the Colorado Rockies Stadium. Uh, we work a lot with sports, right? We've awesome. been to, uh, Ed was just at, um, just at um, um, Foxborough, Foxborough Stadium, yep. nice. right? Because you think yep. of a stadium, how much display, mm -hmm. AV, uh, for, and other areas of IT, right? right? So you have students that are probably going to put in a help desk, right? If you're at the stadium and you have a problem with your ticket, right, before you get there, they have an IT help desk as well. How do right. I get my ticket printed out? It's not showing up in my app. You right. know, I bought this. So everybody's working the same issue. The other industry we reached out to was um, we reached out a lot to the uh, casino industry. Okay. Right? Hmm. Uh, uh, anywhere from live casino down in Philly. Um, and then Turning Stone. Uh, Turning Stone. We went out to Vegas a couple times. Um, and the eSports arena, right? Mm. We so behaved. <laughs> <laughs> big in AV, right? So mm -hmm. we, we HyperX Arena out at the, at the, um, the casino out in, in Vegas there. And then talking with um, some of our peers through other organizations at Syracuse where they bought a defunct college mm -hmm. that went out of business and turned it into a... Um, gaming school yep. wow. where they're starting degree programs in gaming yep. and AV similar to what you were talking right. about before right. and and are embracing it of okay you know we have all these esport athletes we're going to join the ECAC we're going to uh, for the first time ever, I think Syracuse is going to be the first person to offer athletic scholarships to eSport athletes. Wow. Amazing. That's, right? you know, my 10-year-old, my all he wants to play is video games, so maybe he's onto something yeah. here. But, but how do you attract them? Like, you have to walk in and see, like, those gaming chairs and the displays. <laughs> and like, Yeah, I'm like, not buying any of those. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a fancy headset. But how do you never? attract the parents, right? So they brought in the marketing department. They brought in their computer science department. They brought in their, um, their graphical design. All these different departments that have these piece parts to make in this industry a real thing. Right. right. They're all in there, too. So so it's this really multifaceted organization and it's really advanced thinking. And of course, 
it, it, it attracts folks from all these different levels of stakeholders. Right. I think it's going to be tremendously successful and it's really um, bold of them to go out and do that. And, and, and um, it, you know, talking with our peers is exactly where we get some of these good ideas. When I was out at Gillette uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were prepping for the Army Navy game, which is going to be out there this year. Uh, one of the vendors I was talking to, um, they, you know, I was talking about five nines or something. They said, man, we don't do five nines. We do nine nines. Right. This is how the world is now. You don't yeah. get to do five nines. You don't right. get, a, you, you're getting away if you get it right, five nines. Right. Um, and I'm, you're just going, oh my gosh, somebody just stepped on the, stepped on the gas again. Right. right. And, and so it's that kind of stuff uh, that's there, but also the systems are capable of that. Right. right. And, and when you're talking five nines, it doesn't matter if you're doing a wall display, something in the classroom, right. if it's an audio system, it doesn't much matter. Right. So here's capability, squeeze all you can of that capability and, you know, take it right to your customers and show them how they can take advantage of it. Um, that's the kind of stuff that we, you know, try to do. And we do that again through our, our academic partners, our military partners, and certainly our commercial partners that we work with. Colonel, you mentioned two letters earlier that I've been stuck on and I want to, I want to bring this up. You said AI. Yeah. You read my mind, George. Scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I'm ter- I'm one of the people that are absolutely petrified of AI. What, what, how, what do you guys feel about AI and in AV technology or technology in general, I mean, we don't have, we, let's talk about IT as a whole, right? You guys all, you guys manage all the IT in, in West Point. So in, in Army, in, in, um, in the Army, wherever it is, what do you think is the role of AI and what is the future? So let me grab a guy that got a PhD in data science. Hey, what's up? I'm Ed. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so, so a couple things about AI, uh, much like your reference to the hangar and the thing. Um, I, I think our, our social reference is based off of the art of the possible. And, you know, will there be the T-800? I don't know, right? But that's not what we're designing AI for. AI is this, is this again, if we look at it as an enabler, mm-hmm. the, the complex thing or the difficult thing about AI is, is, is kind of where everyone's sitting, which is, man, I don't really understand it. Yeah. Well, there's no regulations on it either. Well, so it's a it, little... it, it, even if there were, <laughs> this is like trying to understand... Um, quantum physics. I mean, there's, there's stuff in there that's so complex. So, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to try to condense it a little bit. Um, AI is based off of um, really advanced regression. If you remember regression from high school or college, right? right? And regression says, look, I have this outcome. There's some levers I got to pull. And depending on how much I pull this lever, I get this outcome. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, that's based on data. And you know, you do these things called best least unbiased estimators. You do all this other nerdy stuff, right? right. It's really an optimization problem and you get this thing. Right. And it works out relatively good. It could be linear, it could be nonlinear, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so then we went to this thing called ML. Everyone's been talking about ML for years, right? Machine learning, right? right sure. uh, what is machine learning? Well, machine learning takes the data and arranges it differently. So you pull a lever and there's an outcome, but it's hard to map the lever to the outcome. It's really good for prediction, right. okay? It's, it's not terribly good for if I made this giant machine and I wanted to create this thing, you know, how it's made style, it's, it's much, it's much different cognitively than when we do standard regression. So you lose a little bit of touch there. And we're actually seeing that in some of our IT systems where before you'd say, make this config, this config, this this happens, but now you've got this confluence of configs and waters get real muddy. So you need some real, you need some good left and right limits and you need a ton of experimentation. Even though we made the system, Mm -hmm. we made a ton of experimentation to understand it. There's this thing called the Dow Jones. We made that too. We don't understand that either. So mm-hmm. there's precedent for making <laughs> right. these man-made things. And I, and I joke, right? But there's precedence for that right. about making these systems and we need to understand them. So that's what AI is, right? Um, we have to have the um, maturity to create systems and then test those systems exhaustively. The problem with AI is it's complex and adaptive. So it, 
it again goes to this quantum reference, which is it, you can tell where it was, but you can't tell where it is. And you don't always know where it's going. Right. Right. Um, so what we're looking at um, is one at the base level. How do we use it as a reference? So, you know, chat GPT, right? Every college campus in the world is burning up over chat GPT. Well, that's going to be my next question. Chat GPT, <laughs> right. Could be looked at as, you know, an encyclopedia yeah. and you can reference it. And, and, and my Ed Tag, not speaking for you or anybody else, Ed Tag thinks that we should just document it as a reference. Chat GBT can be wrong as right. well if it tags onto the wrong stuff or the wrong sure. questions asked. Sure. Um, and then we have to find some probably controls to try to keep up with it. And we have a number of tools to do that. But AI in general is really exciting. I think that we should move on much in the way that we do some of our biological, and again, this is just Ed Take speaking, much in the way we do of our biological research where there's left and right limits. Uh, we have these sandboxes where we test it and we know what that is. I think to apply it unabashedly to very difficult problems where the risk can be high of doing something wrong mm -hmm. is irresponsible. Um, and, and, and because it's going to affect everything. What, what I would love is to use it as an enabler, do things that we don't want to do, right? What does a deputy do? He does everything that the boss doesn't want to do. Boom, right. deputy defined, right? Uh, what does a staff <laughs> member do as, as a staff member for my boss? I do everything that my boss doesn't want to do in my silo. Right. Okay. Defined, right? So what, is, what should AI start with? I think, we're worried about T-800s. Man, just get something in here cleaning my floors. Let's let's right. square that yeah. away. Mm. You know how much we learn if we just had things cleaning my floors? Yeah. Right? You know how much we learn if we had that, that could deliver coffee just in your building? Ooh. Oh. Then let's, right? <laughs> then, 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 you know, then let's go there. But yeah, change and, and I think we, we've done little things to just dip our toe in the water, yep. right? So we um, we enabled some AI on our help desk uh, in our chatbot, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Where we had this knowledge base. The knowledge base was great. People don't want to look for what they're looking for, right? right? Or they're not typing the right thing. Right. Zero search results. This helped us sucks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can't find one. Yeah, but AI has a has a broader base to be able to scan some of those things and then also collect data that could help us out. Where we're we're gathering analytics of, hey, AI has just noticed and sent us a report that in the last week there's been. 20 work orders for a Java issue. Right. We need to get to work on a patch or figuring out what the issue is so that that data actually gives us something. Because a lot of times we're just collecting this data. You got all this analytics and you're like, well, that's great. We got a lot of data that right. tells us stuff, but yeah. we don't do anything with it. Right. So we're hoping that the AI will be the functionality to help us make some decisions in the process. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, the machine learning and all that stuff with the AI and the chatbots, when those people ask the wrong questions, I think eventually the machine will learn the gist of that question, right? And probably understand it better than someone that's picking up the phone in the help desk and spends five minutes trying to figure out what the real question is. So, there, yeah, there I, I see the absolute benefits, but, uh, you know, thinking small potatoes, and like you said, you know, with the chat GPT stuff, and I see what some of the students are doing, and it's just a little scary. And then um, I forget who it was. Somebody told me this past weekend that they were using AI voice, to make like kidnappings, they would record kids in like the playgrounds and such, and then use that to make something up and send it to their parents. And you know, it's it's really terrifying. So where you'll see some cool AI kind of integrate with AV, if 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 um, if you go to a lot of the stadiums, again, we interact a lot with the sports industry, and and we have a you know Division One football team. And our, are you inviting us to a football game, Gary? Uh, we. we <laughs> may um, be able to have you. <laughs> Gary will buy tickets for yes. anybody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> if, you, if, you come, 
<laughs> come to the first week when we play hey, hey, hey. Northwest Missouri. <laughs> now I got season State tickets. University. Come on, come on up. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have you up for the game. Definitely. That's we'll, yeah. we will be there. <laughs> but um, so the traditional way, and our our emergency services, and um, we have a gentleman there who has a kind of a dual title. He's assistant director of emergency services and also the anti-terrorism operational security manager. Right. So um, ensuring that there's no bad guys on post. Right. Sure. And part of that, we get a lot of exterior people at the football games. And he said, we spend so many times, uh, so much time wanding people, right? We're wanding people. We're going through the metal detector. I saw this cool thing when we had the army Navy game down in Philadelphia, where they're using AI and they're using AV, and you'll see it a lot more often now, where you just walk in mm -hmm. and it's taking a picture of you, and all it does is look at through different algorithms of what's on your body, what could possibly be shaped like a weapon. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. not looking wow. for metal, right? It's normally you're wanting you, I'm looking for a, you know, aluminum or something. Right. Some to, sort of metal, like right. what is that knife? What but now this thing sets it off all the time yeah. and it's just my keys. How many, how many <laughs> weapons can we make on a 3d printer? Right? Right, right. So now it's looking for things through an algorithm of all these pictures of you right. to figure out if you possibly could be carrying something. And a fraction of a second too. Yep. And somebody sits there at a screen and then it flags you right. and there's usually another person or a canine unit and they're like, Hey, sir, <laughs> awesome. you need to walk over here. Otherwise yeah, yeah. everybody else is just walking through and right. walking through and AI is analyzing all these things. And you, you see the, the screen and there's all these squares and all stuff, but it's all video imagery yeah. and algorithms as to, and, and so we're implementing that finally at Mikey stadium, hopefully yeah. for this year. That's, that's um, awesome. I mean, we, cool. we talked about it on one of our earlier podcasts where yeah. the world cup was using AI, mm -hmm. uh, which track you know, the ball, track the ball mm -hmm. and track the offsides. Me as a soccer player, I hate you it. Should do it, <laughs> well, I should do it for flopping. <laughs> NBA would be shut down. I, think, I, don't, I don't think my guy, Marcus <laughs> smart would like that. We use it. Um, we, we use it in our cyberspace already. Yeah. And, and, and we, we heavily rely on it because there's so much stuff that comes in. Um, you know, we kind of get the, Hey dummy tap on your shoulder and that is the AI program. Uh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> cyber. See, I mentioned Ooh. cyber. Um, so so um, we, we do use it day to day all the time. But, you know, I, I think if if we understand what the requirements are uh, and we put some left and right limits on it, I yep. mean, AI is not yet. And I'm not trying to defend it, right? Because we just had the, the godfather of AI from Google quit. Saw right? that yeah. yesterday. Yesterday in the news. To, yeah. to talk about the concerns. And I think yep. he, I think his concerns are valid. Yeah. There will be a day when we'll be able to do that, right? And will the machines become self-aware, right? right? All this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So some sort of horrible matrix terminator future for us, right? We'll burn <laughs> the sky and we'll get plugged in. So um, you're saying that's going to happen. But, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, it is um, the AI features that we have within our cyber um um, posture that enable our cyber posture, they save our cookies yeah. all the time. Because what it's doing is it's not just out there with a bunch of data. Good AI learns. So, you know, if you're, if you're teaching it to do something and you're validating that it's doing something correctly, um, the learning feature of AI, frankly, is its most um, valuable and, and alternately could be most terrifying. Rise of the machines. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Because yep. it's, it's, it's looking to achieve an outcome, right? A yeah. measure, right? Yeah. And it's saying, look, it's just looking for tall people. It just yeah. stops, right? So, <laughs> or whatever, right? I'm, so I'm saved. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, I, you know, I think measured uh, responsible use of AI is out there, but that also means that there won't be measured responsible use. Yeah. And we have to be prepared for folks not doing things the right way. Yeah. Part, yeah. part of the problem, and, and you guys may see this at your university or, or, or any other place you've worked is uh, we see this being a, a federal government entity is 
the speed of IT does not work at the speed of regulation and policy, right? Mm -hmm. So Fair. when we're following something, uh, we need to have somebody sponsor something, it then goes up for discussion, gets staffed, maybe goes through Congress, and four to six years later, there's a law <laughs> on something of IT that we were looking at 10 years ago, right? right? So it like, sounds like higher ed too, yeah, right? Yeah, like this yeah. is how you're gonna like manage. Like in general, like it, what we do. Yes, in 2023, <laughs> this is how you're gonna manage the iPhone 5, right? <laughs> it's like awesome, right? So, so some of that, in, in that the policy regulation and, and guidance needs to also follow the same timeline that IT is moving. Right. And, and, and it's not. Yeah, so, so we did just get, I think in the last year, we did get a Facebook policy. Oh. Um, ah. So that's cool. So that's the thing <laughs> where people all meet together. It was started by this guy at Harvard. Uh, so, the, 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 but the, 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 the interesting thing, though, about IT and AV, and this is something I think you guys can relate to, is... Um, when I was flying helicopters, I could not go home and get a better, better helicopter, right? Um, I like shooting weapons, and I can maybe get a better experience than I can get out of the Army in certain weapons, but I got to pay for it. Like, right. I put real money down. I had to find a real place to, right? So I had to put, do an investment. I can go home and for short money have an experience that as good or potentially could be better than the one I have at work. And it's not just the DOD. It could be, doesn't matter where you work, right? And so that's the, that's the, that's the rub of what we do is that you're like, well, I just went home and I had, I did pretty much whatever I want. Right. I had this super awesome experience on this thing that only cost me 1800 bucks. And so I'd like that at work because we're this huge organization and we like to have that there. And I saw right. it. Okay. Well, we, we work mm. at the pace of enterprise, man. It's just slightly faster than the pace of smell. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, so, so the way we do it, we go back to our partners here, you know, is we pilot, 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 yeah. pilot all the time mm -hmm. to try to bring that in, to get people used to it, smile, to figure out how to resource it, to figure out how to control it, to figure out how to integrate it. Right. And we've been, I think, successful. Um, and some of the examples that, that we've talked about today are examples of that. Yeah. You talked about data. You talked about AI. Obviously, it's a balancing act, right? Like you're trying to find that right middle ground of transition, uh, using the cool new AI to like scan people. Like you just mentioned that, 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 that that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like thinking about that, like, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm picturing myself going to MetLife, still getting wanded <laughs> down, you know, to get into the jet game, that kind of thing. Um, but obviously, so what, what I'm thinking here is the, the perspective of obviously the technology is like out there and, but you have to follow the regulations too, but the technology always seems one step ahead or two or mm -hmm. many years ahead. Um, and we really want to try it. We want to pilot it. How are you guys staying on top of like the trends, um, the things that are popping up, um, making sure that, you know, and this can tie into the cybersecurity aspect as well, making sure that we're not opening up a door for somebody to come in. And um, I, I showed my class a TED talk the other day about when it, when there's a new technology, when there's a new vulnerability, somebody will attack it, somebody will find it, right? Oh, so you weren't talking about TikTok trends? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could be, but um, so in, in general, I guess, I guess the, 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 the kind of combines two of my questions, but you know, just how do you guys stay kind of up, up to date and, and aware of what's going on out there in the tech world? And how do you balance that fine line of piloting a new technology, push, not necessarily pushing it on somebody, but sometimes you have to, right? Like you don't have a choice, something is end of life. Um, and we, we all struggle with that, right? So how, how are you doing with that? So I'll talk about the, I'll, I'll talk about the kind of the, the, the what, and I think Gary will talk the how. Okay. But the what is, is it's, it's about preponderance of evidence. There are very few things to tell you that you got to have a good car, that you have a good computer. There are several things about that computer, that car, that device, that system, that person that right. you know, right, that, that allows you to say, yeah, put them in the good pile, right? right. That's where, this, that's exactly where that discussion is that you're talking yeah. about. There are, 
there's a host of um, organizations that go out there and you do your, you know, to keep your certifications, of course, you get, you do your CEs, but you go to these conferences and you actually, God forbid, learn something, right? right? <laughs> so, and, 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 and what I like about the IVAT, IT community is that we are exceptionally candid with each other. Right. Even if it's a system we bought, we paid for, we've used for 10 years, I will tell you exactly what I do and don't like about it. Um, And then, uh, you know, so it's it's really those connections that are outside of the the, the day-to-day work that you're doing, I think, that keeps you there. And then, again, hooking up with the right organizations, military, higher ed, uh, industry, um, or or even consortiums thereof, um, is, is, I think, those are the venues. And then you do it not at the Ed Tag CIO level or the Gary Alba deputy CIO level, my chief of support my chief of IT, and then how do I get that down to the user? And we have a bunch of examples of that, and you can talk anything from Ningio to you name it, right? Yeah, and, and we've we've established some of our own uh, consortium. So we have the Joint Service Academy Computing Consortium, or JSAC. We're going to kill you guys with all these. <laughs> Love it. It's yeah. all right. We, we live with acronyms, too. We could have a whole Love sentence and not say a word. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Army Higher Education Consortium, or AHEC. The Department of Defense Academic IT Consortium, or DITEC, um, <laughs> and we meet with the C-level people uh, from from those agencies and have uh, interior work groups. So there's an AV working group, there's a cyber working group, there's an IT help desk working group, and those p- subject matter experts meet as well, so that we're talking with each other, um, as well as as Ed was saying, we um, we go to a lot of these events. So there's a a lot of times people at, at your business or your college or university want you in the office or want you interacting with your people there, but you really got to step out and travel and go to some of these events and, and see what other people are doing. Talk with the products, uh, talk with the vendors. Uh, what, what I like to do is, uh, whether it's Educause or Infocom or whatever the, uh, the event is, I'll sit there, I'll listen to the display, and then I, I look to my left and my right, and then I, I grab the person, I'm like, you wanna grab coffee? I wanna know what you, I wanna know. What <laughs> are you going to Infocom? Uh, well, we are. Oh. Um, um, we will be there. And we will we'll, be there. All right, we'll see you there. Excellent. And, and, and we'll be recording all over the place, so <laughs> yeah. hopefully you guys can jo- join for cool. a great. And and when you see a demo, like, are you a customer of them? Yeah, okay, let's talk. Yeah. Like, why did you pick yeah, yeah. them? And yeah. then, and then uh, or what did you think about that? Because we're really thinking about that, and sometimes, like, I think uh, we we talked with a Ivy League school. We were looking at an ERP solution, and they told us, "Well, we looked at that product. We spent a million dollars going to that product, and over the last year, we spent two million dollars going back to what we had before." Wow! Yep. And we were like, "Okay, I'm glad we had this conversation because I don't want to do that." And I see <laughs> the reasons there why I was I liked the product. Sometimes yeah. you see like the sparkle and the glamour of it. And you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome here. And then I'm like, Ed, <laughs> I just talked to like five people. They said it wasn't a good experience for them. Let's not do yeah. that product. And he's yeah. like, okay. It's, okay. it's so true because when we, when, you, when we wear our nine to five hats and we're siloed in our own little, own little departments, um, the siloed is like rich in my new favorite word, yeah. by the way. So yeah. uh, siloed and organic. So yes. uh, we're organically siloed in all our departments. <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, like, for example, uh, ETC, previously CCUMC, uh, when we just, you know, we, we had our first conference since the pandemic this past October, and it was just so Well great. done, Mr. President-elect. 
Well, no, that was Donnie. So oh, sorry. Mr. President. Well done, Mr. Shout President. I thought you were talking about April, and I'll give you a shout-out for April well, as well. Well, I was talking about uh, the I'll give annual you both a shout out. I'll give you both a shout-out. Um, sorry. We I was get, trying to give you a shout-out. Yeah. These tangents happen sometimes. There's no shout-out budget. It seems like it's just infinite. Hence, <laughs> hence the curveballs in the title of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, shout-out budgets are in coffee and hugs. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it was really it, – it's really amazing to see that you, you see somebody – that you haven't seen in a couple of years or whatever it is. And then, you know, you give a high five, you pound, and then you start talking about, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And there is that exchange of information is so fantastic. It's yep. like, oh, have you done this? Have you done this? You know, I'm doing this. And then it's just, you're right. These conferences, these these gatherings, and then the after parties are even better well, for exchange of information. <laughs> and I'll say one yeah. of the things that, that we, um, we have a great alumni association and alumni network. And uh, as well as, you know, uh, high-level officers that uh, when you graduate from West Point, you have a at least a five-year commitment. Many people spend more than that time. And when those people are done with their careers, uh, a officer of Ed's stature has managed a multi-million dollar budget. Five foot ten and husky. <laughs> managed <laughs> hundreds of personnel, um, uh, talked with, you know, congressional staffers, has done things that a C-level person in the Fortune 500 world can do. So those people get picked up. So a lot of times LinkedIn has been our friend. Yeah. I go to LinkedIn, yeah. find yeah. a company. Hey, who at Coca-Cola is a West Point graduate? Mm -hmm. right. Who at Home mm -hmm. Depot is a West Point graduate? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, look at that. This The CTO of Walmart is a West Point graduate. And right. it's like, can we just, let's talk. And then uh, I think we, um, we, we went out to um, Target in, mm -hmm. in Minnesota and we were looking at a, um, an access control system. And they're like, we have the same access control system in every store, every distribution center. That's you me, can yeah. see our network operations center, Ooh. how we monitor everything. Standardized. And, yeah. and, and, and all that now of, of how you get in the door is IT, yeah. right? And I think we made that connection through an alumni member who was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm a C-level person at, at, at Target at this level. Coming out to Minneapolis, we'll show you everything. And, right. and, and it was awesome. And then that helps you in the planning of figuring out what you're going to do. And then you could see it. And again, the glitz and glamour, sometimes it's like, this is awesome. We have to do this. And yeah. then sometimes it's like, we're never going to be able to do this. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but our ETC um, regional, we had uh, Jonathan from the from one in April, the one in April. Yes. <laughs> uh, come from join us from Columbia. And his presentation was on standardization, how Columbia Med has standardized. And I was standing there watching this going, wow. Yeah. Every single building, every single classroom, identical. Yeah. If you're going into a room in, in the city campus or in the Bronx or in Westchester, looks identical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the dream. Living the dream. Which, yeah. and, and some of it for us, right? Me and Ed talk about the enterprise, which some people relate to the empire, right? right. We we are the Darth Vader. And we try <laughs> and not not like let people know that we're empire building of like, yeah, we, we do want all the classrooms to look the same. We're, you on, know. we're on a podcast, yeah. Gary. They can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> and they can see you, too. Yeah. Or, or, or wouldn't it be great if West Point and the Army War College were on the same, yeah. you know, kind of structure of, of things? And and some people are like, oh, you know, I like being the rebellion better. I right. like having mine be my classroom is not going to look standard with the, you know, the black and gray of, of West Point. Right. We want purple walls. <laughs> and, and we want, you know, we want 
Fruit Loops hanging from the walls. And, and I like we, Fruit Loops. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, awesome, guys. So getting back to how we're going to do this black and gray. Reeling it in. Give you a couple <laughs> examples. So first of all, custom costs, right? And, and, and if you can pony up for the dough, like giddy up, we'll yeah. help you, right? And you, got, you, need to have, you need to have a reason to be custom. Um, you know, I, we, we used to have um, desktops in every classroom. Um, and you'd go in, you'd load your stuff on the desktop. And um, I'd have professors coming to me and they'd say, something happened to my computer. I'm like, which computer? You know, the yeah. one in, you know, Mahan Hall 109. I was like, well, it ain't your computer, brother. Right. <laughs> um, that is a convenience. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where we felt very confident about some of the technology that our staff and faculty were issued that we just ended up pulling them out of the classrooms. Right. Oh my gosh, you would have thought I was removing body parts. <laughs> and, and not for a significant part of it, but, but for the vocal minority. Right. And we worked through that. But you've, you've got to do that. You've got to have, you know, as, 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 an, as an organization, I've got to have the trust of my leadership. And that's, you know, whether, however you're structured, right? I went yeah. to, you know, the right people in my organization and said, here's what we're going to do. You know, just like I said before, we've planned this thing soup to nuts. So this is how we make sure that your device can hook up. Right. We have uniformity in those devices. Um, and, you know, every classroom has the same experience. And, oh, by the way, here is A to Z on how to train to learn how to do every, you know, you can make that that particular device sing. You know, I'll show right. you how to do it. And if you still can't do that, I will skip in with you, hold your hand, right? right? Um, and so, yeah, then we can start ripping stuff, right? Yeah. But it's got to be that level of support because it isn't just – Congratulations, everything's the same now. Right. You've got to do this much more holistically right. or you're going to fail. And, yeah. and to help sell that to the customer base with our, uh, with the superintendent, with the dean at, at our college, I'm the king of analogies. And I always have an analogy when we walk into the room and because um, a lot of times people don't get IT. Right. This is what we're trying to do. Yep. Right. So, you know, I'll say to them, okay, sir, ma'am, imagine you got home. And I was like, I have me, my fiance, my three kids, my father, all on the same cell phone plan. Right. It's the family plan. Right. Right. It's with one provider. We all have the same type of phones. Right. right. I can read the bill. I can see what the usage is. Now imagine you came home and you're like, hey, guys, I, I noticed my, you know, my AT&T service isn't great. And your son was like, I don't know. I switched to Verizon. And then your daughter is like, oh, I'm on T-Mobile. Right. Uh, and, and your wife's <laughs> like, yeah, I traded in my, my iPhone and now I have a Samsung. Right. And like everybody's <laughs> doing, and you're like, oh my God, but I'm paying for the family plan. And right. you guys all switched and you're on something different and everybody's got a different make model phone. Right. And everybody's got like, how, how do I balance, now, how balance this? Yeah. Now, now everybody, you know, the, the, the stupid, you know, uh, Apple where, oh my God, you're not going to be in the same text message. You're yeah. going to be a different color. <laughs> you don't, huh? don't want to be green. That, you don't want to be green. That will separate families. <laughs> yes. you know? that, that causes some arguments at it the dinner does. table, right? It does. So when, and then, and then they're like, oh, okay. I kind of, I kind of get that. It's like, yeah. So yeah. we want, we want a lot of things when, when you go into, you know, Mahan Hall 101 and you have a class there, if you're a cadet or a teacher, and then your next semester, you're going to be in Mahan Hall one or two. It's not like, oh man, right? They had a different type of projector, Identity. a different type of yeah. computer. Now I need to relearn this. And right. then, and then from our perspective, oh, we have a different projector in there that we have to train somebody on how to uh, support, correct? Or patch it differently because you know this one is using uh, Crestron, or the other one's using Extron, or this one's using this thing, and the other one's using that thing, and we got to figure out the security of it. Like right. it's yeah. a headache. And and it, this is not a knock on manufacturers, the integrators, or whatever it is. You know they're trying to give you the best solution. But I've run into some issues recently with some of our construction projects where it's like, oh, you know this is not available. This is not available. Here's a buffet of tech that that we can make all this work. I'm like that's that's great. That's great for day one. 
But when day two, something fails, now I have to figure out which staff to stand. I have to figure out which stand I, staff I need to train on what. I don't have that kind of staff, right? So like while day one is a great objective, I would rather have that standardized classroom where if, I, if, if my tech is going into room one or room two or room three, they're looking at the same exact tech. They know exactly where to troubleshoot. They know the ABCs versus, well, it's the Extron unit that has issue or, oh, this is a QSC that has the issue. And then, oh, let me go call somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's, again, it's not a knock on anybody. It's where the industry is right now, unfortunately. But, um, but there's a converse to that, right? So we, I mean, you know, what we say in the army is everybody rogers up, just does what they're supposed to do, right? Not always, but, you know, in general, right? Um, and so we're used to a very hierarchical thing. And our, and our civilians that work with us, uh, God bless them, they, they do it. They, they, they are ter- tremendous people and put up with a lot of the stuff that we do kind of in a strict military environment. But um, what you can't do is allow yourself to be subject to vendor lock-in. So, you know, you got tag.com, everything, right? And good for you. And, and, and we did a pilot and it worked and this and that. But when tag.com, when that guy just starts waking up at the crack of noon each day and right. his products don't work anymore, right. you have to be willing to go out and do the research, to find something else, to pilot it, and to get rid of tag.com. Right. The good news on that is this, and this is what um, I think a, a lot of large institutions forget. You should have a robust lifecycle program. You should be trading stuff out every, call it five to seven years. Maybe yeah. it's less than that. Maybe yeah. it's more. I realize that's expensive. Mm-hmm. IT is expensive. It will always be expensive. Yeah. You should decide to make it useful. Yeah. Okay? So you can be expensive and not useful. <laughs> right. You can be expensive. I try to choose the latter, right? Agreed. So 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 even if you have vendor lock in and you got, you know, your, your tag.com device, um, in five years it'll probably be gone if you don't like it. Right. Right. And you can you can work that way out. Now you can't do the whole campus or you can't do the whole building at once. I get that. Baby steps. But you've got to be willing to do that. That's the hard part of what what we do is is that I answer to a governance committee. I answer the IT strategy committee at the academy. They tell me um, candidly how I'm doing. Right. Um, and uh, but they're also a good team. So we we often work together to create solutions or, or generate solutions or look for courses of action that make sense. Um, so there's ownership in there. But um, you know I, I have to be willing for them. You know they hey Ed you put all this stuff in there. Yep I sure did. You're, you're welcome. It, it doesn't really work as advertised. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've got to be willing to, yeah. to, 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 yeah. to, 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 shift on that. The answer is not, well, because we spent 1.21 gigawatts or something, we're keeping it <laughs> right. You've got to be willing to shift, even if you achieve that uniformity that you desire, because every stakeholder gets a vote yeah. and that's the hard part of our job because, yeah. oh, by the way, you got to resource it, train it yeah. and place it. You know, I, I love that we've it. made like at least two or three movie references. I hope our listeners understand exactly <laughs> which movies we're talking about. <laughs> um, something I wanted to point out, you guys have a, you know, I'm assuming this was uh, done on purpose. Make it happen is like your, your slogan, right? The, the we IT. say make IT happen. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> but you know, so, right. So, um, but uh, again, want to shout that out. I, I love little, you know, puns like that. But what I, I, I was talking to somebody at our ET, the regional ETC event, uh, and they specifically mentioned you hey, guys hey, and, hey. and what you're doing. Um, they mentioned something. I guess they refer to it as trained from anywhere. Okay. Using technology to train from anywhere. I, I didn't get too many details on it because basically what I said was, I was like, Hey, we're having those guys on our podcast in a few weeks. Maybe we'll ask them about it. So can you tell me a little bit about this train from anywhere? Yeah, it's, shift? Um, it's no matter where you are from any direction, an actual train can come. <laughs> um, I did Google it and uh, there was a man. lot of those responses. So we, uh. so, 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 um, we travel a lot. Yeah. Um, so 25% of our college, our college students are varsity athletes. Okay. Oh, wow. On top of that, we've got 
147 clubs just, and we're only 4,400 students. We have 147 clubs and they do everything from model UN to the bass fishing club. And, and, um, and, and we're, we're, we're very, very fortunate to be resource to have that kind of stuff for our cadets to have diversity uh, in, in, in their activities. Um, but that means they're not always there and you're doing research. So those 250 capstones that are going to be presented tomorrow, some are individuals, some are group. They've been working on them for one, two years. They even did training over the summer. Nice. So as we cram everything we can into what we call the 47 month experience, I need you to be able to go to one of the 107 countries or the 107 cadets are going to go overseas next semester to 30 different countries. Um, we still need them to take classes at West Point, right? right? So all those things work together. Um, and, and, you know, our capstone was like March 20th, 2020, right? When we, when we had laid in a bunch of technology, we had brought in a bunch of capability. We had just hosted a DOD academic IT consortium event where we were talking about how we do better collaborative spaces, uh, for uh, remote and virtual learning. Um, we shut down for three days. And so this is how we're going to do our pedagogy. This is how we're going to teach. Now we stood right back up and then we executed. Were we perfect? Nice. Of course not. But I was so proud of, of, of USMA to get together as a team to, to, to work stuff out. We made a lot of changes on the technology side to satisfy the requirements of our students uh, and, our, and our faculty, but we did it, right? And, and, and Gary can talk about a million examples of how we do that even now. And we didn't, we're not slapping ourselves on the back for what happened in 2020. Mm. So I, I would say too, stepping away from West Point and a higher initiative, which um, the Department of the Army is trying to do. So you have... Uh, you have active duty soldiers, you have reservists, then you have National Guardsmen, right? right? So in the National Guard space, you are a nine to five person, right? right? And then you do your one week in a month, two weeks a year, right? But sometimes there's additional requirements there. And the National Guard has offices and they had computers and everything sitting in offices. But unless you were in that office, you right. couldn't do your National Guardsmen work, right? right? And a lot of those people are you know, traveling and doing their regular work. So the, the army said, guess what? We're going to do away with almost all of the regular infrastructure within the national guard. And we're going to go VDI. We're going to do virtual desktop infrastructure. Okay. And that way, no matter where the national guardsman is within the state, right. they can connect to the resources. Nice. Yeah. They can go online yeah. and have thin client things. We can have security with single sign-on and multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. And we can jump into the 21st century right. and, and do that where we are training the same way that a lot of corporate America is training, right? right? Because now, if you're working for Google, if you're working for Microsoft, hell, if you're working for uh, any company maybe in the IT, you don't, you, uh, you could be headquartered in Florida and uh, I live in Seattle, sure. right? You could live in LA and you're headquartered in, in New York Absolutely. because it used to be, you had to be within a stone's throw of being able to drive into the office, mm -hmm. right? So we're following that model of wherever we need to train, we are connected to our IT resources. Yes. Like, like Sharat mentioned on our second or third episode, yeah. work from anywhere. The work from anywhere. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so if you think about it from the National Guard perspective, they do everything from augment um, active uh, duty deployments to everything, you name it, in the state. Matter of fact, I think California is deploying the National Guard to help out with some of the issues in, in, in San Francisco right now, right? Um, there are 54 different Guard units that answer up to the National Guard Bureau. How do you get them all around that? You embrace the cloud. You embrace the capability that's there. You embrace the ability to have non-persistent information on 
any device to include a ham sandwich, right? right? <laughs> so you use multi-factor authentication, you single sign-on, you can log on darn near anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you have to use your head around classification stuff. Right. Um, but a lot of the work we do is in the controlled unclassified or classified, un unclassified space. It's right. just the work of work. How can we enable that? We enable that by, you know, any of these number of features that have just embraced the cloud and embraced that capability. And, and, I, and, I, and I really applaud the Army's uh, IT leadership and the Army itself uh, for doing that. There were, there, were some, um, there were some early adopters and some bandits out there that forced the Army to look at it. Um, and, you know, if, we, if Gary and I ever write a book, it's called, it's going to be called It Only Takes a Pandemic. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a and, starting and, point for many conversations. These yeah, days. there was, yeah. And, and again, we're way past that, right? I mean, right. And, and, and you know, I don't think anybody's patting themselves on the back at this point for it, but boy, what a paradigm shift that we've seen. And, and oh, frankly, yeah. we're seeing that, 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 um, that pendulum swing the other way right. now, right? Absolutely. And it's just yeah. interesting, you know, um, you know, we, we talked earlier about how it is just great to be in a room with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's awesome that I don't have to be in a room, right? right? But it's great it's frankly, no one regrets being in the same room with somebody. Yeah, it's right? a human connection. It uh, makes so, a yeah. world so of that, difference. That, that yep. pendulum really does, yep. you know, yeah. swing and, and Ed, we'll find the right point for Ed it. Ed uses a great term that we, we throw around. We, we have a lot of terms that we use in each other's and, and steal off each other's. He, he calls it seductive, seductive technology, right? Ooh. So um, what you have to do, if you're going to recruit the next person to be in the army, to go to West Point, to work for us or anywhere, right? Right. If you're like, hey, by the way, here's this five by five cubby with a CRT monitor and right. this huge desktop that like you can't move that's right. been here since 1985. By the way, come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And, and there's a desk phone. We only have we only have hardwire phones. There's no cell phones here. There's no cell phone service on post either. You, you could uh, advertise the position as an archivist. Right. <laughs> Whereas, you know, when, when we're competing and we're going to, to speak with, um, there was a couple of places we went down to the Google headquarters in New York. And oh, I was gosh, like, yeah. That was incredible. I, I was twitching and I was like, yes. I was like, this doesn't fit for me. I can't work here, but this is cool. Like, <laughs> yes. like where you walked in and like the first floor was like a daycare, yep. you know? Yep. And yep. then, and then they had like a Starbucks on every floor where, yep. and, and we were like, so where do we pay? <laughs> oh, every employee just gets Starbucks just gets, for yeah. free. Yeah. And, and it's things like it's that. Just, they, they enable, enable, enable. They have all these things in there that just enable folks to get their job done yeah it's it's really now you have to hire the right kind of person yep right that that will stand on top of all this capability but holy cow i mean i i often liken it to and this is probably a gross uh comparison but it's you know you look at sec football they are designed to win mm -hmm. to crush everybody mm -hmm. and they spare no opportunity i won't even say expense they spare no opportunity right to put themselves in the best position possible whether it be coaching right you know working out you know whatever it is yeah Google spares no opportunity to garner what they can out of the talent that they bring in. Mm -hmm. It's very, yeah. very impressive. But I think one of the ones we were also impressed with, um, we went down to DC and we went to uh, speak with uh, MITRE, right? And um, yep. a big corporation that has- It's FFRDC, yeah. Federally Funded mm -hmm. Research and Design Center. So okay. we, we go there and they're like, well, this is how we onboard new employees. So they're gonna go to this uh, computer and put in their name and it'll automatically make their email address. And then it's gonna like automatically wow. onboard them. It'll print out their ID card. And then over here, there's a vending machine. These are all the approved products that we've heard. So if they want a Dell, they want an HP, they just go over and they pick whatever computer they want and wow. here's all the cables. Oh, and if they forget something like uh, at home, they can just grab another cable and return it when they're done yeah. and then 
They're onboarded within like 15, 20 minutes of getting here. That's wow. a dream. Because how many times you're like, oh, I have a new employee. They'll be up and running in like two, two weeks. three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were, so, so again, this yeah. is about developing this. So I had worked with them as a researcher yeah. uh, and they were just really squared away. And so when we were trying to redo our environment, I'm like, man, I just remember the people at MITRE were hitters. Yeah. They were hitters. They had everything they needed. Um, things were, you know, at their fingertips in terms of the ability to operate, you know, because you never know where research is going to take you. And um, so we started partnering with them. And, and, and frankly, I went back to their, their, their Bedford Mass uh, facility um, a couple weeks ago to, to get schooled up again. And they're doing even more amazing stuff. What, what an incredible organization they are. And just and, great and, for us to try to map. And, and that's how we steal ideas, right? So right. now when you onboard, uh, it's not perfect yet. We're still working it through. But you onboard at West Point. So you finally get your, your ID card and, and then you get your account. That account initially creates your user account your email account, and by which office you work in. So mm -hmm. let's say your Department of History, right? When we put that in your Azure Active Directory, it automatically creates your access control system accounts okay. so that it gives you access to all the Department of History doors right. and the buildings that they're in nice. and, and integrates things so that people aren't like, so now that I'm here, I need to get into this building. How do right. I get into this? Well, already done. It was yeah. automated mm -hmm. and the process has been done to make it that much Love easier it. for yeah. you. That's Absolutely yeah, that's love the it. dream. I absolutely love it. We can go on for hours. And I, yes. I uh, we talked about this before. You guys are both going to be on at Infocom. We have a couple. We're going to be we're going to be broadcasting there. Maybe sometimes live. I don't know. We'll have to we're see. We're going to try live, depending on the internet there. We have some booth setups, and we would love to have you guys back on again. Then, in sometime in the future, we have a couple of fun things we'd like to end each show with, though, just to yeah. kind of make it a little lighthearted. Um, we, we do something called streaming season. We try to be cool like the, the kids and like do like the SZN like season. We always Rich just like tries to, to be cool. I, I try to be cool. To I say things like fleek and he makes fun of me because <laughs> I try to. Let's not. Let's yeah, not. I'm not going to say it now, though. Let's not. Um, but we can edit that out, right? No, I don't Nicole? edit that out. No, <laughs> Nicole's like, no, they, we say fleeks. No, she's, she's not. She's, no, nope. Nope. Sorry. I'm just way, so sorry. excited to get jiggy with your I find myself as if we're trying to figure out what's relative in this world. I'm glad I have I have two teenage boys and, and a, a middle school daughter and I'll sit on my phone. I'm like, do you know what this is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like texting. Yeah. I'm like, you got to when I get home, you have to tell me where this <laughs> is. Yeah. 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 Mine are, I have an seven and three, so they're a little younger, but um, I think we're going to be dealing yeah. with that soon. George yeah. has. Yeah. I have a 10. Well. He tells me. Yeah. His 10 year old is very key to our yeah. keep That's staying how, cool. I found out what Rocket League is. That's how I, I, I understood yep. all of Rocket League. Yeah. Okay. They play Rocket League. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but what are, you guys, um, what are you guys watching? Anything cool right now on like Netflix or, you know? I just finished uh, me and. My fiance um, are into the some of the sci-fi stuff. We finished the whole Picard season three, okay, nice, which nice. is pretty cool. Right. But uh, also, you realize your your age when you're you're like, <laughs> like oh, John Luke Picard at age ninety is saving the universe again, <laughs> and he's like pointing at stuff with his arthritic hands, and he's like, make it so, and you're like, oh, God, I feel so old watching this. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna be candid. So I'm, I'm reading Bill Gates' book, uh, not Bill Gates, sorry, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, Secretary Gates' um, book called Duty, and you know, it's it's just a tremendous book, and I know a lot of the people, and I was involved in some of the stuff he did. But I just watched Pitch Perfect last night ah. uh, because that is a great damn movie. Yeah. And frankly, last week I watched a bunch of uh, Trailer Park Boys uh, episodes. Uh, nice. So, so nice. I do have um, an exceptionally vulgar uh, <laughs> fun side. And nice. then, uh, but you know, my, my my when I get out of my lizard brain, I, you know, I 
I, I, I try to do I try to do other stuff as well. Fair, fair. I got gotcha. you. Any any uh, Breaking Bad fans here? We just having that have to ask for the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've done that, and nice. all of um, Better Call Saul. Nice, yeah. nice. Right. Well, Rich here thinks Better Call Saul is better than Breaking right. Bad. Well, so. sweet, sweet Lou, sweet Lou would would he would be very mad at me if I said it on air again. So I'm just going to say I liked Better Call Saul. I didn't say yeah. This is Editor Lou in the future. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm going to yeah. retract. I yeah. love Better Call Saul is depressing. It is. It has <laughs> a very... Just watching this guy yeah. make these terrible decisions. Yeah. The whole yeah. Time. Breaking Bad was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, phenomenal. I think Empire yeah. Building. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it really was. I really also was. awesome. I, I binge watched. My daughter was like, Dad, you have to watch Wednesday. So oh, I, I did too. The whole Wednesday. I thought it was pretty damn good. On, on an airplane ride. What'd you think? I, I thought it was I good. I thought it was too. good too. The season I, two is coming. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch yeah, it. I, I've, I've not. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Joke time. We forgot, joke our joke. we forgot our joke last podcast. Yeah, we did. So we I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you drop one I'm this gonna time. I'm going to let you do it this time because my laptop just died. Oh. I guess I'm finishing up the podcast. Um, all right, so we try to do. We always try to do a fun bald joke since we make fun of ourselves. You know, it's our at bald EV guys. That's our that's our handle. That's how we go by. So bear with us. It's you know gonna be like one of those dad jokes where it's like ha ha. But here we go. What not to say in an argument against a bald person? Any guesses? What not to say in an argument against a bald person? Stop bearing the facts. <laughs> Hair me out. <laughs> the wrong one. Oh, actually, the womp womp would work pretty well for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I got all the wrong buttons here. Um, we also just like to always shout out the day it is when we're recording. Today is International Wild Koala Day. So we always pick a really obscure one and just throw it out there. See, um, that's exclusionary to all the tame koalas. I think that's unfair. And I'm yeah. not going to protest. That's yeah. baloney. Me yeah. and all the tame koalas are going to be out in the parking lot protesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I could only do that with the tame koalas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a uh, special shout out. Uh, you wanted to give a special shout out for the yeah. month of May. I'll let you do the, this one. The month of May is Mental Health, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, we just really want to... Uh, talk a little bit about it and, and raise some awareness uh, for this uh, condition. And, you know, we want to we want to make sure our listeners and everybody around just understands what uh, what folks go through really um, in this in the during this time. I have a lot of, uh, you know, during the pandemic, we've always heard about uh, mental health and such. But during the pandemic, I think it was really, really magnified. Uh, I have a lot of personal experiences from students to uh, in my uh, in my family, so uh, I think I understand it uh, a little better than I did if I hadn't witnessed that and experienced that. So, just kind of uh, you know be mindful and aware and and raising the awareness for mental health. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I echo your sentiments. I've gone through my own mental health stuff, George, and I, I appreciate you for shouting that out. I think our our closing line really is a good way to to end the show today because part of our closing line is check on an old friend, and I think that's probably the best advice you can give for mental Absolutely. health awareness month even just shoot somebody a text just make sure they're doing all right and uh just let them know that you're you're there to listen if they need something yeah, i'll let you do the close because my laptop died all right well guys we really appreciate you coming down here uh in person we always love having guests in person we would love to have you back and we definitely want to link up with you guys at infocom so um thank you so much both of you for coming um with that being said i guess i'll solo end the show today since george's i'll try tell me I'll, tell I'll me do the first a, one I know tell the first me one. tell me av slash it without telling me you charge you didn't charge your laptop last night buddy all right god i know the first one right, so god. be kind stay steady help someone Call on an old friend. Check in on an, Check old, in friend, on an old friend. And have a good, have cu a good cup of Joe, Joe on us. us. And if Sweet Lou is here, he would say, take, take care. care. <laughs> That's guys. it. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
<clears throat> Take care.